prolapse. You thought I might ease into it, didn't you? But I think it's best to get straight to the point. Did you know that one in three people with a vagina will experience some kind of prolapse in their life? And that's statistics before we take into account the risk factors. Have you ever been pregnant? Have you given birth? Have you had a long, difficult birth? Or had a large baby, like I did, 99th centile head, or multiple children? Have you started to go through the menopause? Are you overweight? Have you had constipation long-term, a hysterectomy, or a job like parenting that involves a lot of heavy lifting? Well, if any of those apply to you, or even if they don't, you might have found that you've experienced a prolapse of some kind. Well, my guest today, Rachel Hall, is a Franklin Method Pilates instructor and a specialist in pelvic floor recovery and restoration. But the interview today won't just be about prolapse and pelvic floor. It's also about her training and career since age 11 as a professional ballet dancer and the transition out of that career and into finding what she was going to do next. Finding herself through Pilates and the Franklin Method in particular and experiencing difficulties with her own body after having children. We look at the impact that all this can have on a person's life and how Rachel and her husband have navigated the impact that having children has had on their relationship. So, let's dive in. To start with, it I couldn't sleep last night. I don't know how it was where you are, but it was baking hot here. Mm-hmm. And I was just lying awake until sort of 5am. Mm-hmm. So if I'm a little bit delirious mm-hmm. today, apologies. And that's where I'm coming from, I guess. Yeah, it got me thinking, actually, though, you saying that about not sleeping, because that's one of the things that throws us all the good habits out the window, doesn't it? If you haven't slept for whatever reason, but it can often be perhaps, you know, if the children have been up or the children are sick, it can really throw you out of your flow and out of your rhythm. Absolutely. And tell me about how it affected you when the children were younger. You just often, um, or I often just felt like I might have been on another planet. <laughs> Delirious. And oh, I know my body's here, kind of. Yeah, because I do need my sleep. Mm. I slept quite well last night, actually. Good. Yeah, and my girls slept quite well, which was, I'm, I'm grateful for. When they were little, yeah, I found that hard. I did find that probably the hardest because I found it challenging to feel motivated then to exercise um, mm. because well, I haven't got any energy anyway. I mean, how am I going to do... I just don't feel like it. If they, if I've got 10 minutes to myself, I'm not going to be exercising. I just want to be like having a nap or, you know, yeah. staring into space or something. Um, so that's initially kind of what was going on. And also then like the mojo around food, you know, so I don't even know what to cook. I haven't even yeah. got the energy. But, you know, that's what I felt like initially. But I think doing the work that I do, it always brings me back, which I'm really grateful for. Mm. Um you know, I'm holding space for other people and encouraging other people to find just even little pockets of time for themselves um, and to feel inspired about moving, even if it's just for five minutes, for 10 minutes, um, yeah. you know, just to make sure that you're hydrated, to make sure that you're getting just rather than thinking about what can I take away from my diet, you know, actually, what oh. can I just put in? What can I put in? How can I just put in a few more veggies or just a little bit more nutrients and I have noticed that it, I just feel so much better when I'm in a flow mm. of those things. I suppose with young children, life is not predictable, is it? You know, yeah. you might have all the best intentions and then they don't sleep or they're sick or 
whatever it is. Um, so I think it can be really helpful if you just don't have this big pressure on yourself, but you just mm. think, you know, I'm just going to do five minutes and that's great. You know, just yeah. five minutes of breathing or five minutes of moving my spine. Um, yeah, five, 10 minutes for yourself, I think can be a whole reset. Yeah, as much as your body might be crying out, just lie down. Get a taste for like, oh, this is what I feel like beyond the sleep deprivation or beyond, yeah. you know, overwhelm of everything. Um, and for me, I, I find that it's quite, yeah, I crave it. It's like, oh, I just want a little bit more. If I do five minutes, it's never just five minutes. It turns into 10 or 15. But you have to promise yourself or say to yourself, it's five minutes just to get over that threshold. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I suppose it's finding things that you like to do, isn't it? If you're like, I hate that type of exercise, don't do it. Yeah, that's kind of how I've, I've got back into my rhythm. And, you know, don't get me wrong, I definitely go in and out of rhythm. Oh, yeah. But I think that's life, isn't it? And, and you yeah. know, like having the small children and it being so unpredictable. Um, but you can always stretch your back or grab a carrot or, you know, little things. And I think the more you do something like self-reflection or connecting to the body, I, I found the more I notice my body telling me, yeah. okay, you need something now. Just yeah. stop, just stretch or just move. Yeah. And the more you can tune in like that, the Totally, because sometimes you can get so far away from that, can't you? When you're caring for young children, um, it's all about them. And you actually, when do you ever get a moment to check into yourself? And yeah. it's important because then your body starts speaking louder and louder and louder. You notice mm-hmm. maybe anxiety is creeping up or you've got really bad neck and shoulder tension or your digestion is off. Um, but yeah, it's beautiful that practice of even just one minute, I'm going to sit here and just listen to how I feel. Um, and it doesn't take much, does it? You know, it's just that mm. moment, oh, what do I need? You know, I, I do, I don't want to exercise today. I need to just rest or. Yeah. And that's okay today. Or a five minute walk would feel good. And you're kind of putting your hand on your heart and touching base with yourself kind of, that can feel so comforting, can it? Yeah. I, I suppose when the kids were little, little, it's like, who's looking out for me in a way, you know, my partner was busy at work and not that he's not attentive, but you know, busy at work and, and and my family are all away. I've got any family close by. So it's like, Oh, and you've got your gorgeous friends, but they're all, you know, everyone's got their busy lives. So if you're not doing it for yourself, I mean, uh, maybe no one else is going to do it for you. It's just quite often the partner who's working, not on maternity leave, maybe feels increased pressure to work more and support that family and then there might be a bit less for the one who's at home yeah yeah and you've so many changes haven't you yeah um you know physical changes hormonal changes the whole structure of your life has just yeah changed and you Um, were used to moving a lot you used to be a ballet dancer yeah I was a professional ballet dancer that does you know many moons ago but yeah feel distant we feel that that was another person almost like a different body a different mind that was the time that I felt most lost when I stopped dancing um because I'd gone off to the Royal Ballet School at age 11 (laughs) yeah so young is it age 18 um so that was my like prime focus you know to be a classical ballet dancer it was every you know I was so proud of being a ballet dancer and and I'd only danced for a few short years professionally um and then I got injured Mm. and and also it was a very tough career to be honest it wasn't just the injury it was just I mean as you can imagine it was you know your dearest friends are your most fierce competition Mm. is our dynamic isn't it um I felt yeah, I suppose I felt like it was a time for a change, but I didn't know what that change was because I'd been, you know, I'd had my whole world mapped out for me. As yes. I was. And then, yeah, just, 
yeah, came up to this big change, this brick wall in front of me, like, oh, what oh, does yeah. life look like if it's not this? Yeah, what's beyond there? I have no idea. And how do I cope with that? Yeah, yeah. And I suppose, you know, in that time, again, you just, I had to just build up little bit by little bit. I was doing Pilates um, and I went every day and then they said, why don't you train to be a Pilates teacher? You know, we'd uh-huh. love to have you train to be a Pilates teacher. I was like, nothing else mm. is opening up at the moment. Um, yeah, that sounds great. And actually, I think every year, since that initial training, which is 19 years ago, I've done another training course, another training course. Another, mm. And I love it. And I still feel I've been teaching for 20 years, but, and I know so much, but I feel like, oh, I know so little. There's so much more to, to learn. Perhaps there's a different ethos between ballet and Pilates in terms of how the body is considered. Yeah, definitely. And especially um, the Franklin method, which I studied initially 11 years ago 10 11 years ago and I feel like that's my true passion now is the Franklin method and that's this really getting to know really getting to know your body whether it's just the the structure of your lungs um, or how your collarbone sits on top of your ribs Mm. or you know what the abdominals look like or what the spine looks like it's it feels like that they really are the tools to to allow you to be embodied and to work with your body which was quite different to how I was trained when I was dancing. We didn't really work with our body. We just had to get our bodies into these positions, you know, no matter how, just, you know, whatever your facility, get your body into this position. Yeah. So I feel like my work is the total opposite of that is now. It's just, you know, this is your amazing body. It is so amazing. The fact that you can breathe like you do, the fact that you digest like you do, that you can think like you do, that you Mm. have these hormones that, you know, that we're so, um, that we have these rhythms in our body. Um, and hormones it, don't always feel wonderful these days. I must say. <laughs> but just, you know, if you can get to know your body and work with it, how, I mean, that's, it feels like it's the answer to everything. Just, mm. just get to know your body. What is it that your body needs? Give it what it needs. And then, yeah, then you can work with it rather than working yeah. against it all the time. Um, and not feeling guilty for giving it what it needs, you know, just, yeah. and it feels like for me, I'm, I, that's what I really want to imprint in my two daughters that mm. yeah, listen, really just listen to yourself. Um, it's a tricky one because obviously I'm trying to parent and, you know, <laughs> my, my, my tummy is telling me I need something sweet. <laughs> oh, yes, <no>. yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What feels good, you know, who does it feel good to be with, you know, removing yourself from situations that don't feel supportive. Mm. Yeah. You know, so ultimately if I can be that example, yeah, that feels, that feels like it's, it's a brilliant thing for the children to, well, it's not really learning because I feel like they know it actually. And then mm. we, un- we can unteach it. Yeah, that's true. And to be respectful of our bodies and get to know them rather than judging them or ignoring them. I mean, looking back, I remember at age 17, I had the most gorgeous little body, but mm. I, hated I remember just crying oh. and just because I didn't have this and I didn't have that or I had too much of this and because they're just so incredible I mean yes yeah. especially after having children I feel so grateful to my body yeah but it's it, nice to bring it back to that just to feel like gosh yeah I am my body is amazing yeah and parenting affects it in various different ways I did something stupid this week which yeah. I know better yeah. and I did this kind of um wrestling thing with my kids this game that we have called buckaroo where they're yeah. kind of lying on my knees and then when they get the answer right I kind of throw them around with my legs what a stupid idea for jerking your lower back and now I'm <laughs> I can barely get out of bed without rolling rolling out of bed and that kind of thing 
I'd reinvented yeah. the game before last time this happened to yeah. be called knuckle roo. So you just kind of knuckle them in the tummy and tickle them when they get the answer right. <laughs> Why did I do that just for five minutes of fun now, two weeks of trying to recover? I know, it's mad, isn't it? Yeah, we want to be able to do all these things with I our know, kids. I do. I don't want it to be the last time for anything. Yeah, what, what are your, um, how do you exercise? What, what do you love to do? I love to dance. Do you? Yeah, so I'm doing um, a contemporary dance programme at the moment. So it's very kind of different for me all those shapes and yeah up and down from the floor usually I'm just doing zumba or prancing around to 80s uh, routines and that kind of thing I did it as a kid um and then uh, just a bit of running yoga yeah and walking my clients are outdoors half of them so we're walking as we're doing therapy yeah. So that's that does me, but I think I need to get some professional help with my back because once yeah. that's gone, that's bad, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Well, if you ever need any, want to have a chat about your back? Yeah, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> yeah. I just can't resist picking the kids up and throwing them around and being the fun mummy, and then I know. Well, oh. I'm the same. Yeah, you know, because you don't think about it at that moment. It's precious, isn't it? Yeah. So it's just another example, isn't it, of just how important it is that we care for ourselves so that we can do all those things that we want to do without thinking about you know I hear from my students so it's I was just pushing the bins out I just twisted oh. it was just all those little things or I was putting a coffee cup down and I twisted oh yeah always those things that just take you unawares yeah I think I need to take a course with you to find out how to prevent things <laughs> yeah. like that yeah. rather than thinking oh shit afterwards yeah yeah yeah. And you told me that after your one of your children was born, you experienced a prolapse and that was surprising after all of your training and all of your years. Yeah. So I um, took my pregnancies, you know, seriously as in, like, you know, what? I want to stay relatively fit. You know, I still mm-hmm. felt like I was an enormous you know, balloon, but I felt like I wanted to feel strong because I knew mm-hmm. that. Um, labour would be challenging you know like a marathon so I kind of wanted to stay strong for that and exercise was important to you for your well-being as well I'm guessing yeah Yeah. you know mental health as well as physical health so absolutely do heaps I went out for a walk every day every morning and then I'd come back and do a bit of pilates and it was Mm. such a lovely start to my day that was before the children what a time that was (laughs) (laughs) listening to my podcast you know just lovely yeah really lovely (laughs) And then I did um, lots of hit and a birthing. So I really took that seriously. And with the Franklin method, we use a lot of imagery, which I just, it really works for me. So I was, you know, imagining this is what's going to happen. We do a lot of MSM, which is like a mental simulation of movement. And it's a really nice way to prepare for things. You know, if you're nervous for something, you image the scenario as clearly as possible because on a level, your nervous system's like, oh, well, I, I know this scenario. I've been here before. Um, ah. That you're in this scenario and you're, you know, you're breathing and you're maybe a bit stressed, but you're going to control it. It's you've already done it, you know, yeah. as far as your nervous system is concerned. So I did a lot of that with um, prep for my labour. So my labour with both children were very kind of straightforward, um, unmedicated, and I felt like I could really be in my body. I was. They went really well. The labours. Yeah. No, I, not I, many people can say that. No, I know. Yeah. So the labours went really well. So then it was really disappointing to feel like something's not right. Mm. Something doesn't feel quite right in my pelvis. Um, 
well, yeah, with my pelvic floor. So it just, I wasn't suffering from any incontinence. I was like, oh, it just doesn't just feel doesn't, right. Yeah. I looked, I was like, I don't think it looks quite the same as before. Yeah. I'm not sure because I didn't really study, you know. But, and, you know, I felt a little bit, well, no, a lot embarrassed to go to the doctors, mm-hmm. actually. Because um, I remember at the time, my midwife did, you know, have that. She examined me after the first birth. And I had, I think, 16 stitches after the first labor. So even yeah. though they were straightforward, yeah. but. Yeah, no, I did tear. Yeah. Um, and so I think I had 16 stitches, but, you know, that all looked fine afterwards. I actually think that was when the, the it's a rectocele prolapse. So it's just like a weakening of the back wall mm. um, of the vagina. So, yeah, it was, I think it was started then. And then having my second daughter. Yeah. And I, I didn't get checked over then. I remember going for my oh. six week check and they didn't ask to look. And I thought, well, I'm kind of pleased mm. about that because you're a bit embarrassed. Don't really, you know. <laughs> okay, great. they didn't look, but it wasn't great that they didn't look because then eventually yeah. I went back to the doctors, thinking, "Oh, it's not doesn't feel quite right." She said, "Yeah, you do. You have a rectocele prolapse, and yes, yeah, so what you can do is just do your pelvic floor exercises. You can have surgery, but often there's complications with that, and it just it was that. Oh, so I wow. came burst into tears, and I oh. felt really hopeless. Just you know, like oh, this feels terrible. Yeah. Um, what have yeah. you hoped for? Well, I, I suppose I'd hope for her to say, oh, no, that's fine. That's really normal. That will just, oh. yeah, that's that's fine. Um, yeah. I, I probably knew that that wasn't what she was going to say. Yeah. Um, but the, and, and maybe I'd hope for a little bit more support after it. Mm. You know, this is what you do rather than just do your pelvic floor exercises. I mean, luckily, I, for me, do your pelvic floor exercises means more than just do your Kegels. You know, mm. like I, I run a six-week course on the pelvic floor. Yeah. It's, subsequent to you know having the diagnosis so I right. needed then I'd done all the pelvic floor studying but with the Franklin method there's so much that we study there's a whole three years that we study and I just was like right this is what I really want to focus on the pelvis and the pelvic floor it just mm-hmm. felt like I suppose in life these the things that are challenging can often be blessings can't they you can take you can flip it on its head a little bit yeah. so I feel like that's what I that's what I had to do do to reframe it in a way yeah. so I went to London and I had a mummy MOT session um the pelvic health um specialist physios and specialists they're brilliant and I saw two of the top ladies in London and yeah she they just said yeah this is what you have got that it's fine though you're going to work on this do this do this do this and it was just nice for someone to give me a plan mm. um, right that's what I'm going to do I just find it really interesting when you change your mindset or you have someone else that can kind of come in and can show you a different perspective. It's like, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. It's not, it doesn't have to be devastating and yeah, with the world. I can work with this. Yeah, um, it's normalized, but it's not minimized and there's yeah. a plan. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So, um, so that's what I did. And then I don't know, I just, I suppose I felt really passionate about this whole topic. So I've developed this, it's called the ultimate pelvic floor plan. Mm. And we do a three hour workshop and then we do a six week course where we just meet once a week and we really break down all the layers of the pelvic floor. And we even look at the organs and where they sit and we even mm-hmm. have a sense of embodying them. Um, because even that you're like, Oh, I've been told I've got this prolapse, you know, but maybe you don't, you can't visualize where it is at all. And you just yeah. feel heaviness but actually if you can visualize where everything is and where everything wants to be where the ideal position for it to be sitting in and you can maybe visualize the ligaments that support it and uh-huh. visualize the different layers of muscles again it's changing a perspective isn't it it's like rather than like I've got one muscle here and it's weak or it's not even mm-hmm. there anymore 
compared to, oh, wow, yeah, I've got all these ligaments that inherently support these organs and I've got layers of musculature that all they need is um, extra proprioception. We need to wake them up and they need to practice this contraction and release. And actually I can, I can totally rehab from something or at least I can maintain, I can really support myself and, and stop things from getting any worse. And is this for a range of people from someone who just feels it's just different, a bit heavier to people who have got something more severe? Yeah, so I had um, I had 120 people sign up for the first oh, good. offering of this, which was... Yeah, it's needed, isn't it? Really needed, yeah. And I think the fact that, you, you know, like you said earlier, normalising it, um, that, oh gosh, I think it's something like one in three women experience a prolapse in their life. Oh yeah. That's a lot, you know, that's yeah. a lot. And um, incontinence as well. Because the plan is just do your pelvic floor exercises, which is just tighten, relax. Tighten. Mm. If you have a bad back, you wouldn't consider, oh, all I need to do is just grip my back, relax <sighs> it. You know, that's, right. yeah. that's not going to cut it, is it? So it's not going to cut it for your pelvic floor either. It needs this dynamic training. Uh, um, yeah, so then, yeah, that's what I've kind of put together. And out of those 120, a lot of postnatal women, but it might be postnatal 50 years ago. You know, I had some women in their 70s doing the course. Um, one of the ladies might even be early 80s. Mm. And it really helped with her continence, which I just think is amazing. Yeah. Um, but also people that haven't had children as well. Mm. Um, yeah, that maybe feel that there's a tightness there if they have endometriosis, all sorts of people, really, just people that yeah. have something here. It doesn't feel right. Either it feels too tight or it doesn't feel strong enough. It's not supporting me. Or I've had an experience here that I'm, you know, I, I'm not happy with and I want mm. to reframe it. Some trauma as well. Trauma, yeah. It's been, yeah. It's been amazing. Um, yeah, so we did a six-week course and we looked at all these different levels. Um, and my sister is um, a face yoga teacher. She does facial reflexology. Uh-huh. So she came in for one of the sessions and, and did lots of the um, facial reflexology points for releasing tension in the pelvic floor. Oh, wow. Yeah, so it was a really yeah. lovely experience. I'm going to run it again in September. There's a community there too, isn't there, to, to realise how many different people have experienced something along yeah. those lines. I think it should be sort of that you do the NCT classes before. Yeah. however useful or not they may be but there should be something like that after birth where you get together yeah and um you know before birth there is a lot that you can do isn't there mm. and then after birth I know you can go along to um you know mum and baby classes but it feels like there really should be something there for for the mum yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah not I just the baby yeah not just the baby yeah yeah, yeah. I, I just yeah I feel like that would be yeah a real game changer pelvic floor it is your core it's your base mm. and often even if you haven't had a vaginal delivery it's still been put under pressure and for your relationship with your partner for your for your sexual expression yeah. yourself well, absolutely because you know if you're feeling oh something's not right here mm-hmm. you know and maybe you don't want to even share it with your partner you know there's there's all of that all those dynamics that go on as well yeah so you're making a lot of space for the people you're you're practicing what you preach and how fulfilled do you feel right now I feel really fulfilled actually yeah I do I do I am I absolutely love my work you're always learning it sounds like you've got that passion yeah and actually even though we haven't been able to because travel is another big passion of mine oh yeah um, we haven't been able to travel abroad for the last couple of years but just recently we've done a few little breaks and we've got a couple coming up whether it's just camping or we stayed in um uh, a gypsy caravan a couple of weeks oh, ago. Yeah. Lovely experience. Yeah. 
Um, so, yeah, I think even though we can't travel abroad, just to have these little experiences in the diary. I live in North Devon. Um, I just feel so grateful to be you know, by the coast. and Gorgeous. I'm trying to make the most of all, all of those things that are just on your doorstep um, that perhaps can't be taken away. You know, you feel like so yeah. much has been away over this last year. Yeah, got to surrender to a certain amount of uncertainty with all mm. of it, mm. but still allow myself to be hopeful and excited about things. Because mm. if we just say, well, it might not happen, so I'm not going to get excited. Well, you'll never in- experience that lovely feeling then. No, there's so much in that, isn't there? You know, yeah. looking forward to something. Um, yeah, I do feel fulfilled. Yeah, I do actually, which is nice. Yeah, do you? Yeah, I think um, definitely my work feels very meaningful purposeful but it does take a lot of self-care and I need to make sure that I'm always keeping that balance yeah sometimes there's one or two clients who almost take the the energy of 12 yeah um and so it can sneak up how much needs to be put back into the the jug yeah. at any given time yeah. I'm looking forward to getting back to in-person dance classes I bet. so I'm kind of on the cusp of feeling as fulfilled as I could have for the past 18 months yeah. but ready for ready the for next yeah. yeah I think so so how has it all impacted your relationship with your husband having children yeah it's been an interesting one my husband um I don't well initially when we first got together he wouldn't talk about whether he wanted to have children or not for oh. years years even talk about it oh, with my head in it absolutely yeah. Yeah, how did you cope with that uncertainty well I don't know I think I just kept busy actually and yeah. you know like I said I've always studied so I was going off to New York to study or going off to Colorado because I was like right I'll just keep my life going yeah and then I'll just kind of wait for hopefully you he'll come around yeah, hopefully he'll come yeah, around. it's not a no yeah so it was an interesting one um and then so how how long had we been together well, seven years before we got married and then two years after that so nine years which actually mm. looking back, for us I think that was really nice to have yeah. all of the time um you know and you know had it been a different relationship then maybe that it, you know I've, I've got friends that fell pregnant after six months of being together and that's oh. perfect for them yeah I know that yeah. that would be so perfect for us <laughs> yeah I like having those memories to draw on of being yeah. free and yeah, spontaneous exactly. and doing yeah. crazy things. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, to be honest, the first when we first had Saren, it was it was really challenging. Firstly, I just want to say that I just cannot he, I can't fault him as a dad. He is <laughs> I never imagined that he would be as open and as loving and as, you know, he takes the girls everywhere. He's the most adventurous dad. He thinks about such amazing things for us to do. Uh-huh. So I think it was quite hard for him when we first had this tiny baby that we couldn't just be spontaneous with, where it would take mm-hmm. hours to get out of the house. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Suddenly, you know, enormous tsunami and you know, whatever, you know, thrown up, you know, it's just yeah. you know, hard. Yeah. Like, right, I kind of want to get back into the groove of life. Mm. So, yeah, and he couldn't just take her himself and go off on an adventure maybe for the first months. Well, I breastfed for not far off of 18 months, actually. Yeah. You know, when they're a bit older, it's not, you know, consistent breastfeeding, but yeah. So I was very attached to both of the children for a long time. Mm. And also, you're different, aren't you? I felt like I was different. I'm still adventurous, but oh, I, don't know, I was a bit blooming shattered. Just, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> to kind of just bring my feet up. Like, oh, do we have to keep going out on all these adventures? Yeah. yeah. Can you just make no demands of me, please? I know that was it. You just feel like you're under constant demand, don't you? That like, I cannot have anyone else putting any demands on me. Yeah. Yeah. So it was it was challenging, in all honesty. For I don't even know how long. I felt like yeah, it was challenging for when we'd first had Seren, but then we experienced it again after we then had Orla. Mm. What was it for you? What was it on your side? Guilt or distance? Distance, I think. Yeah. yeah I think distance. Um, I'm a real talker and Hawley's not so much, he's just not really a talker. Yeah. And I think, yeah, you're... He's a doer or something. He's a doer. Yeah, yeah. He's a doer. Yeah, and I suppose suddenly you're meeting the needs of these children and then if you're not connecting with the person that you're with all the time I just found that quite hard because I suppose I couldn't yeah. then throw myself into work like I was before and I couldn't oh I'll pop to New York and you know yeah have all that social time and connection but it just it shifts it slows down doesn't it and it's yeah. a different dynamic of it all and like I said it's you know everything has to be prepared a lot more um but yeah I think for me it was the distance um yeah, and just that perhaps we we were you know when you change gear on a bike and it's like you, it just takes a while to like, <laughs> to like yeah, it's really not fun. quite yeah. going together yeah. anymore despite best efforts. Yeah, yeah, so that's definitely been something I, I feel like we still continue to have to work on. Mm. Um, what helps with that? Time, well, doing the adventurous things helps. <laughs> with, uh, yeah, if you get back on board with all the things you need. Back on board. But I mean, but he's he's right in ways. I think we we still need to learn from each other. Mm. But it might even just be like on Sunday night, he had cooked um, pasta, which was lovely. I'd got back from Bath. I'd been in Bath for the weekend with girlfriends, which was such a treat because we haven't done that for so long. And we just went down the beach. Whereas actually, to be honest, I didn't feel like going down the beach. I just, mm. even though I know that's a lovely thing, but I was just like, I have been baking. Been out all. Like 32 degrees. Yeah. I've been out for two days. I just want to come home and. Yeah. I just chill but you know he cooked pasta which was amazing we went down to the beach we went in the sea and I was like yeah that, that was totally the it was totally the right thing to do it was lovely to get in the sea oh, um, so kind of threw him a bone to start yeah. with but it turned yeah. out to be the best thing yeah. for you as well well that's the thing it often is like we always do lovely things together but it's just sometimes you're like oh uh, just let me put Netflix on <laughs> got the energy for it. he doesn't like domestic life very much oh. <laughs> being just, at home he's, he's cool with being with the kids but he's not really at home kids. yeah he just he like he just wants to get out he just yeah wants, I mean to be honest my dad's the same he just mm-hmm. yeah, he's got that energy so he just wants to get out but you know you've got the balance because you've got to read the school books haven't you and you've got to get everything ready for the next day for you know Monday morning at school and get the PE kit ready and so it's just the balance because you, you need a bit of both don't you having my parents have got my youngest daughter for a week this week oh. they live in Portsmouth which is four hours away so that doesn't happen very often yeah but that's just given us a, like oh, a little bit of space so you know my daughter was playing in our garden yesterday with the next door neighbours and we're like oh hello we can hello we can actually have a chat and it doesn't yeah. have to about like this appointment this appointment uh-huh. all of that stuff um we can just like oh we can just have a chat and we just we watched um so we watched something together last night on tv yes I suppose it's for us it's just finding those simple little ways that we connect that it's not just about domestic life um that it's kind of a bit reminiscent of what we had before just grabbing those moments together yeah. and not just using them usefully 
I always find it interesting how people's dynamics have shifted after having having their children. You know, all is coming to that age where it's like, oh, we can leave her in the garden with Seren now. And I'm not worried that yes. she's going to, you know, obviously I watch her, but. Yeah, but that I'm is so freeing, isn't it? That she's going to hit her head on something. And it's yeah. just, I feel like, oh, we're going into that next stage where we've just got a little bit more, um, they've got a bit more independence and we're not needed like, every single second. Yeah. Yeah. Your shoulders can just relax even for a few minutes. Yeah. You can turn your attention to each other even yeah. for a few. Yeah. Is that, isn't it? I'm like, oh, hello. I forgot about you. There you are. Let's <laughs> check in and find out who you are now. Yeah. 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 I think a lot of people just keep ticking over, don't they, until there's time to come back together again. Tell people where to find you and all the things that you're providing. Oh, so um, where can they find me? So I'm on Instagram and Facebook. Um, maybe I can give you the handle, but it's at underscore Rachel with an A-E-L underscore Hall mm. um, and Rachel Hall on Facebook um, but yeah if you wanted to check out my online program it's www.rachhall.com forward slash your dream body great yeah there's such empowering language that you use in your uh, promotional yeah. stuff yeah, yeah yeah you know it's funny the the your dream body but your dream not someone else's dream yeah and also that it doesn't have to be like oh I need to be you know this size or I need to look like this it's like can you can your body be your dream body even just as it is you know can it be yeah. like delicious just to exist in your body as it is and still yeah. have got- don't change a thing yeah but appreciate it more maybe yeah. or if there are things I want to get stronger or I want to yeah, my back is, I want my back to be stronger. It's like, yeah, yeah. Right, let's get a goal. Love your body as it is. And then let's put in, let's have a goal for it. And with all of this, with, with mental health, with what I do, with what you do, it's paying it forward to your future self yeah. too, isn't it? Oh, There'll totally. be a time where we do have more time for ourselves yeah. and we'll be a bit older then. And we, we deserve to be able to use it yeah. to oh, enjoy life. Yeah, it's a really nice way of thinking of it. And also that you also paying it forward so that you have this resilience you know you never know how life is going to go you Absolutely. know like, anything could happen anything yeah but actually if you've got this strength and this resilience mentally and physically you're going to deal with everything so much better yeah and deal with parenting better I think you do everything better don't you when your cup is full because you're radiant yes. and um, everything's not the last straw because you've got plenty <laughs> yeah I really like that yeah totally so yeah that's where people can find me and um, yeah I kind of open the doors to YDB a couple of times a year and then close them but if anyone's interested they can always drop me an email and I can see if I can get them in yeah um, and then I've got the pelvic floor course starting in September um, depending on when people hear this um, but yeah I'm probably going to run that a couple of times a year we do a live course for six weeks and then I keep the material up for another six weeks because, you know, life gets in the way. Sometimes you can't always join live. So it's quite nice yeah. to know, like, oh, I can watch the recording at this time. Good. Thank you so much, Rachel. I've really enjoyed talking with you. Oh, thank you. It was a pleasure. Lovely. some takeaways from my interview with Rachel. Don't underestimate the impact sleep deprivation can have on your ability to maintain self-care. Reflect on how you can still make time for what your body needs in small and simple ways. Find pockets of time even for five or ten minutes. Promise yourself perhaps that it'll be brief and manageable and then if you do crave more then go for it. Hydrate and put goodness into your diet rather than focusing on what you want to take away from your diet. Practice self-compassion 
for how adaptable you need to be to the unpredictability of parenting. Oh, and have a look for Geelong Meditation Centre, where my friend Beth specialises in self-compassion meditation. It's spelt G-E-E-L-O-N-G, and you can find them on Instagram, Facebook, and their website. Make the time to check in with your body daily. Stop doing anything and just listen for a minute or so to how you feel and what you need. Sit and reflect on how amazing your body is. Protect your lower back whilst being a fun parent. That's one of the ones I need to listen to. Well, thank you so much, Rachel, for a fantastic interview. Yesterday, I did one of Rachel's free 10-minute pelvic floor classes, and I'm going to do a longer one right now, I think. So, do your pelvic floor exercises. I've got a reminder set to do them every day, and I probably do them about once a month, so I obviously need a different method of accountability for this. And if you need some support with that, Rachel and other practitioners are out there and expert in it to support you. Okay, take care, everybody. Keep up the good work. Your body's been through a lot. It's still going. Go give it some love.